Here's a question for us. Did you know the true meaning of Christmas? Every year it comes around and I find out more about it. Today, I couldn't get my mind off these guys, the wise men. Why is there seven in the picture? Weren't there just three? No, that's the song. There was three gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. There could have been seven or more wise men from the east. Why were they interested in going to Bethlehem? Well, they were interested in looking for he who was born king of the Jews. Why would that interest them? I mean, you ever think about it? Well, they were astrologers. And you can preach the gospel from astrology. I, I really can't do it, but I've heard it done. It's amazing. And if they understood that, that will blow your mind. It's a, but I think it was more than that. I think it goes to Daniel. Open your Bibles to Daniel chapter 2. Last Sunday, we talked about a wicked king of Judah named Ahaz who did some wicked things to make peace with Assyria. Assyria conquered the northern kingdom of Ephraim, and he kind of left Judah alone because he's getting kickback from them, right? Well, a hundred years after him, Babylon comes along and takes him over and hauls their youth off to other places. And every time there was an uprising, they'd come in and haul off more youth. If people came to take your kids away, you'd probably calm down, wouldn't you? And so some of those youth were taken directly to Babylon. They were castrated and made servants in the, in the King Nebuchadnezzar's court. And four of these eunuchs were Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, Azariah, famously known as Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. But their Hebrew names were Mishael, Azariah, and Hananiah. And Daniel's Hebrew name was Daniel. His Babylonian name was Belteshazzar. So during their early days there, they were part of the community of wise men, learning astrology, learning art, learning all kinds of things to serve in the king's court, to be counselors to him from their education and all that. And the king had a dream that greatly troubled him. So he called in his lead wise men and says, I need for you to interpret my dream. And they said, okay, tell us the dream. He said, uh-uh, uh-uh, you have to tell me the dream. No one can do that. Well, then you're going to be cut asunder. Well, that's impossible. Either you tell me the dream and the interpretation, because you can make up something, right, from a dream. And so uh, he said, okay, y'all are dead. And so he sent out a force, a squadron, as it were, door to door, killing wise men. And they showed up at Daniel's house, Verse 14 of Daniel 2. Then with counsel and wisdom, Daniel answered Arioch. He was the captain of the king's guard that was killing these guys who had gone out to kill the wise men of Babylon. He answered and said to Arioch, the king's captain, why is a decree from the king so urgent? Then Arioch made the decision known to Daniel. Verse 16. So Daniel went in and asked the king to give him time. So he said, let me go see the king. So he goes to Nebuchadnezzar and says, I need some time and I can get you an answer. Then he went to his house and made the decision known to Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, his companions. 
that they might seek mercies from God of heaven concerning this decree, so that Daniel and his companions might not perish with the rest of the wise men of Babylon. So don't you know they had a prayer meeting? They prayed. And then God answered and let Daniel know what the dream was. And he went in, said, King, I've got it. Here's the dream. You had a dream of, a, of an image. Had a head of gold. Had chest and arms of silver. Had a belly and legs of bronze. And had feet of iron. Toes, mixture of iron and clay. Okay? And so he said, that's it. Daniel said, a rock made without hands cut out of a mountain, hit that image in the feet and turn the whole thing into powder. The king got so excited, he promoted Daniel, gave him a raise, I guess, and uh, made him the chief wise man, leader of all the wise men. So now he could be an influence. So if Daniel had his hands on a Torah, if he was a Torah keeper, he would know about Balaam's prophecies in Numbers 22 through 24, I think. In these prophecies, see, Balak, king of the Moabites, wanted Balaam, a prophet, to prophesy bad things because apparently everything Balaam said came to pass. So he paid him to come see him. That's a weird story in itself. Speak bad things over these Israelites that are coming this way. And he couldn't do it. Every time he opened his mouth, he would say good things about him. In the midst of those prophecies, he said, I see him, but not now. So this was future. I behold him, but not near. A star shall come forth from Jacob. A scepter shall rise from Israel and shall crush through the forehead of Moab and tear down all the sons of Sheth, or tumult. So when they came to Jerusalem and asked Herod, where is he who is born, born king of the Jews, or we have seen his star in the east? Surely what they were looking for was a whole lot more than just astrology and astronomy. It had to do with this promise from God. A star shall come forth from Jacob, and a scepter, that's a kingly instrument, shall rise from Israel. They were looking for king of the Jews. This is Jesus, who will crush his enemies, because his kingdom will never end. In his explanation of the dream to King Nebuchadnezzar, he said this, and in the days of those kings, what's that? Where the rock hit first. That's the iron and clay. That's the day in which we live. You could point to the EU. You could point to, the, to any number of worldly things, trying to unite, unite things to make things better. Iron and clay, it's strong, but it's weak. They can't pull it off. In the days of those kings, the God of heaven will set up a kingdom that will never be brought to ruin. And the kingdom itself will not be passed on to any other people. It's not like 
David passed on his kingdom to Solomon, and Solomon passed on his kingdom to Rehoboam. It's not a generational thing. This kingdom is going to be one king forever. And it, what's it? The kingdom will crush and put an end to all these kingdoms, and it itself will stand to times indefinite. For as much as you behold that out of the mountain a stone was cut, not by hands, that it crushed the iron, the copper, the bronze, the molded clay, the silver, and the gold. The grand God himself has made known to the king what is to occur after this. And the dream is reliable, and the interpretation of it is trustworthy. Merry Atomic Christmas. When Christ was born, the Lamb of God, he was born in a stable where lambs are born. He is called the chief cornerstone. He's the stone for a foundation. He's the keystone. He's the headstone. He's the capstone. And he said, on this stone, I will build my church. And Peter said, we are living stones being built into a house. It's significant that this son of God, who was born as the stone not made with hands, that's a virgin birth, was laid in a stone feeding trough where when lambs are born are laid to inspect them to make sure they're perfect and suitable for Passover sacrifice. So there's the stone laid in stone who's going to one day ultimately do all this. And in the day of those kings, the God of heaven will set up a kingdom that shall never be destroyed, nor shall the kingdom be left to another people. It shall break in pieces all these kingdoms and bring them to an end, and it shall stand forever. He's going to do it. We can't pull this off. We can make things worse. You know, it's hard to shovel junk without getting it on you. Who knows what I mean? Christmas blessings. I end with this, the lyrics of Mary Did You Know, written by Mark Lowry, who was a singer with the Gaither Band at the time this happened, and Buddy Green, who was a musician with the Gaither Band, is a world-renowned harmonica player, award-winning guy. They wrote this song. Mary, did you know that your baby boy would one day walk on water? Mary, did you know that your baby boy would save our sons and daughters? Did you know that your baby boy has come to make you new? The child that you delivered will soon deliver you. Now, it's a big denomination hates this song because they want to believe Mary didn't need to be delivered. Uh, Hello. Hello. Mary, did you know that your baby boy will give sight to a blind man? Mary, did you know that your baby boy will calm the storm with his hand? Did you know that your baby boy has walked where angels trod? When you kiss your little baby, you kiss the face of God. Now, feminists don't like this song. They say it is mansplaining, like Mary's ignorant. It's not putting Mary down. It's honoring Mary. Mary's a metaphor in the song anyway. Do we know these things? 
She's the most honored woman that ever lived. It doesn't dishonor her. So one of them has rewritten a version, completely pretty much took Jesus out of the picture. And they sing it at Christmas, and they say it gives them chills. Let me tell you, chills will take you straight to hell. <laughs> they will. I appreciate experiencing the presence of God when, the, when you feel the Lord is awesome, when I worship with that online live service in New York City in the French language with a bunch of Africans. I felt chills, but that is not equated with God. Enjoy them when they come, but when they don't come, we live by principles and not by feelings. The blind will see. This is the bridge, the chorus. The deaf will hear. The dead will live again. The lame will leap. The dumb will speak. The praises of the Lamb. So Mary, who was approached in today's text, had no idea how favored she was. <laughs> the final verse is, Mary, did you know that your baby boy is Lord of all creation? Did you know that your baby boy would one day rule the nations? Did you know that your baby boy is heaven's perfect lamb? That sleeping child you're holding is the great I am. Mary, did you know? Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that your word would come alive, that we would live in light of your present and coming kingdom. And Lord, may the authority of your kingdom increase in our lives more and more. Bring us to a fresh, fresh level of surrender to you in this season. In Jesus' name, amen. Elias Garcia.
Mary, did you know? If you're a feminist here, I hope I didn't offend you. I am pro-woman. Let me tell you, I believe in girl power. My daughter's, my daughter's a doctor. But it's Christmas. It's not Merrymas. Well, it is Merry Christmas, right? Merry Atomic Cosmic Christmas, International World Christmas. The kingdoms of this world will one day be the kingdoms of our God. But right now, the kingdom in my life is the kingdom of God. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace. Go get him, tigers. God bless you. Yeah.